Okay, great. Levels, levels. We're fine. Everybody. Hello. We're back. Back again. I'm Ada. I'm Nia. And this wait. No, I say and this is. You're right. I'm Ada. I'm Nia. And this is Welcome to My World. Awesome. So uh, do you wanna introduce what we're yes. doing today? Let's as it dive is right your in. week. Okay. So today we are talking about the two thousand five EP Broken Bride by Ludo. We certainly uh, are. <laughs> A band I loved in high school. And a band I really, really <laughs> tried to love. Uh, see, we have a friend named Jorgie. Hi, Jorgie. If hey, you're listening Jorgie. to this. Hey. She and I love this band. Hardcore. And as the three of us were sort of a little a little, little group. We were. It would have been so nice, Ada, if you could have loved them, too. That is why I tried <laughs> so hard to love them. I, like... I remember when you guys were like, this is this band. I think it was fresh, like freshman year. Oh, earlier. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys were like, oh, this band, da 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 da. And I was like, okay, I'll go home and listen. It was before the age of Spotify. Yes. So I like went home. I don't know what I did, how I listened to it. YouTube, YouTube probably. probably. Yeah. Jinx. Well, you owe me a glass of wine. Hey. <laughs> this doesn't that count. This is juice. Mm-hmm. Guys, don't buy wine at your grocery store. Everyone knew that. <laughs> Saying it like it's a hot tip. Hey, other dummies, don't buy wine at your grocery store. <laughs> anyway, yeah. tried to love this band, and I just, I just didn't. And here's the thing, you have good reason to. I want to say, before we really get into it, just off top, I loved this band so much. I mean, was listening to their music constantly. I'm the sort of person, I what don't... What age range? Like, when do you, when would you say you started to get into this band? When you discover them? When was the peak, and then when... I think you know, I was... What's your story? I believe I was 14 years old the first time I heard I think that checks there. out. It was a, a recommendation. I was on iTunes listening to other songs, and they recommended a song of Ludo's, Lake Pontchartrain, a song I still like, and my dad likes. I know that song, <laughs> and I do not like that song. <laughs> Oof. Ludo is just so niche. I feel like if I met somebody and they were like, oh, that's my favorite band, I don't necessarily think that we would be friends. <laughs> right. Despite how much I love this band. So I was 14, got into them really hard. I got to listen to a ton of music. Whatever music I do listen to, I listen to it a lot. And then yes. sort of... You go deep, you don't go wide. That's right. Yeah. I go deep. I mean, don't say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I just rolled my eyes at a big yeah. way. This is not a visual medium. <laughs> Maybe one day it will be. Maybe you're, if you're listening to this in the future and uh, you can oh, see the past exposure of our... No, already... that's not... That's, like, you can't do it. Shh, science. So I got into this band. And I got Dory into this band. And I would say I was already falling out of love with them, I think, before college started. And then maybe freshman year of college was the last time I was really heavy into them. And am I remembering this correctly that you and Jordy actually went to see them in high school? We went to see them twice. Twice. In high school. Okay. And I remember this. I was invited, and I was like, "I'll pass." Yes. <laughs> the first time we went, though, I will say it was awesome. Well, the th- it was called Space Dracula's Basketball Expo. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yes. That's awesome. And they came out in like Dracula capes with space helmets on and they kept there was like a toy basketball hoop on stage and they kept doing like shooting hoops during the set which i was like this is fun this was a fun band and when you're a teen you just want to have good fun and they were good crazy fun um listening to broken bride today for today i did not listen to it again today (laughs) i did not listen to it again today either no i it made me remember how much I loved Ludo, and I remembered what it was like to listen to this, and how much I loved that. Do I love it now? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a really nice feeling, though, when you can go back and listen to music, and it brings up the associations of the time in which you were yes. listening to it, and when it did resonate for you. I felt like I it was reliving my teens in real time, but in not a spooky way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a in a. A healthy, like, I have perspective on this now. Yes! So, uh, I would love to hear your, th- before we get deep, 
I would love to hear your thoughts on this. It really scans for me that you were into this, or anyone was into this band when they were like 14 years old. Yes! Because they are angsty as fuck. Truly. And I, it's an angst. Even to this day, I, I in my media, I love high drama. Mm-hmm. I love melodrama. I love angst. I love darkness. Darkness. Theater. Yes. You know, they're this, very theatrical. This is so, I mean, it is I a, a lot of it is a rock opera. You yeah. Know? And it's, and it freaking delivers. I mean. Well, the, I don't know. We'll <laughs> get into that. We'll get into that. <laughs> I don't know if we can make that kind of broad. Bold, that's a broad sweeping a, statement. A bold statement. And <laughs> but I what I do want to say in terms of context for me going into this is, yeah. listen, I'm not above, you know, some, some, you know, angsty ass little weirdo music. We were both really into YouTubers when we were in high school. Oh, yeah. And we both got really into, if anyone else was into YouTubers who's listening to this, you'll know the kind of, like, Alex Day, Charlie McDonald, Phil and the other one. Oh, yeah. What was it? No, Kevin. Dan. Dan. Dan Dan. and Phil. Um, Who were all, like, so cute and all, like, had their little videos and also had their music. And I, you know, Alex Day's music feels, like, in a kind of similar vein to this, just in terms of being, like, pretty angsty, angry. I mean, if you're asking me if I have, still have some um, music from their Doctor Who band, I oh do. my gosh, the Doctor Who Band Chameleon Circuit! Yes. Oh my gosh, I re- forgot about that! I was thinking about what's that song? Good morning, sunshine. Oh, I, did I not hope that care you're for well. That. Yeah, well, that's too <laughs> happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> All to say, I'm coming, I'm not on a high horse coming into this. Right. I love rock. I, I worked, I did production desi- projection design for a production of The Who's Rock Opera Tommy. And you like, that? that shit is so, yeah, in college. I was like, damn, that shit is so, like, melodramatic and kooky and also just plain old problematic and, like, weird and angsty and all sorts of stuff. And, like, I loved it and got, you know, it was a good, it was fun thing. So I'm not coming into this on a high horse. So maybe we should just launch in. We should just now. Let's launch in. And I might put in some, we might play some periodic samples. Yeah. You know, you just gotta, to give you some context. Listen, there's some stuff you gotta hear. The average this. listener might not be uh, ready. Yeah. So just, Definitely you know. not. The EP is, it's five songs. It's not very long. It's not, it's 45, 45 minutes. minutes. <sighs> yes. Okay, we cannot do that we the We gotta time. stop doing that. <laughs> okay, spend less time with me, freak. The first one is called... Uh, for those not here, aka everybody listening to this, Amy just threw my notebook on the ground, which, uh, is pretty rude. Pick it up. (laughs) I did. The first one is called Broken Pride. The first song, the whole album EP is called Broken Pride. And the first song is... Is Broken Pride. The the titular... Yes, the titular Broken Broken Pride. And that's where we're introduced to the main strug of this whole rock opera, which is, there's a young, a young, not a young man, I think he's in his 30s, they don't really mention it. (laughs) Some kind of something. And his wife died in the 80s, and in a car accident, he's super sad about it, so this whole time he's been building a time machine, and he builds it, and uh, yeah, things don't go great. So, okay, I start, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the first time I, I, the first time I listened, to, I listened to this twice. Yeah. First time, I just tried to listen to it, like, straight through, not taking notes, not doing anything. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, two songs in, and my brother Dale comes into the room, and he's like, he's like, what are you listening to? <laughs> And I'm immediately like, no, 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 this is not me. I do not endorse this. This is for Nia. Okay. All right. Immediately. Well, first of all, I believe your brother would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Throw this away. Yes. Um, So I start listening to this the second time now when I'm writing down notes, and it comes on... Generic Green Day musical. 
Oh. That's exactly what it felt like. It kind of, it a little bit is that, like, actually. I mean, musically, I don't think that's ever been necessarily their thing. There are only a couple songs I can point to where I'm like, musically, that's very interesting. Yes. It's more about charisma with them. Sure, let's call it that. <laughs> Diving in. I will say, my first note was the lead singer, who also writes all their songs... Andrew Volpe, my homie Drew, he sure. just sounded so young and immature. He sounded like a generic Jonathan Groff to me. Really? Yes. I crashed before the birth of Christ, pterodactyl swarming. You died in 1989. Want to get back to that morning rain? Keep you in bed, never escape. From Spring Awakening, to apologize to Jonathan Groff. No, Jonathan... I, oh, no, you want to know what my actual note, note was? What? Generic Jonathan Groff without any of the technique or yeah. talent. I forget if I wrote talent, <laughs> but I definitely wrote technique. Wow, we are... Because this guy has no technique. Listen, we can get mean, because I have some mean things to say, too. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to be the one who likes this. Oh. Now it's just going to be us agreeing, but no, negative. Don't worry. No, 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 This no, was no, supposed no, to be no. the episode with conflict. There's going to be conflict, okay, because okay, I okay. do... You have a thing. You have a thing. I uh, okay, okay, okay. So we're in the first song. I contain multitudes. I did not get the story at all. Okay. I can tell you the whole story of all the songs flag out. You tell me what the story is, and then I'll tell you what I thought it was. Okay. So, the story of the first song yeah. is his wife died a morning in May in the 80s. He spent all his life after that building this time machine. And when he finally goes to use it, it malfunctions, and he goes back too far, and he crashes in dinosaur times. Which is why we have oh. that, that line, I crashed before the birth of Christ. Okay. I thought yeah. <laughs> he was in love with a ghost woman. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because I did not, I didn't get, like, you're right, his voice did sound young. Yeah. So to me, the idea that he had been, like, married to someone who would have been old enough to be married and then die in 1989, and, like, I get that she died young or whatever, right. but, like, that didn't make sense to me. So to me, this was, like, a young boy who had, like, discovered maybe some, like, old photographs of a woman, and, like, maybe that woman was, like, haunting his house or whatever, and then he, like, falls in love with her. I love that. Right? Like, that, that sounds beautiful! <laughs> he falls in love with a girl. No, right? he just, like, can't move on and build a time machine. But here's also my thing, is he doesn't... I don't necessarily think it takes place in the present day. I do think... Because they released this in 2005, and was re-released in 2007. But we'll get into that in the facts portion. What? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, and so I do think, even though she died in 1989, I think that it's not necessarily 2005 when he goes back in time. I think maybe it's only been like 10 years or something. Um, so he, I can, when I listen to it, I still consider him to be a fairly young man, which is why I was like, maybe he's like 35 Okay, I, I see that. I'm putting that onto the song, though. I have no idea if that part's true. I'm just like, I'm basically just like, what the hell is happening? The the lyrics are very imagistic. Yeah. And I'm like a scholar of this, so I, any, I got you, girl. It's not so much that I have questions. It's almost like, and I think this is a, th a, a through line that I have, or... A frustration that is a through line for mm -hmm. me with this whole thing is like what are you talking about <laughs> I'm an English major yeah. I love fucking images and words and wordy stuff and like fucking poetry doesn't make sense half the time true like one of my favorite poems is I carry your heart with me by E.E. E. Cummings oh, I know it's so nice I love that poem but like that barely makes sense in the traditional sense of like language and syntax and stuff mm. but this i'm just like i just kept getting so distracted by some of these like s lines that are so fucking dramatic what's a line that you're that you're like 
keep it. No, thank you. Your garden grave, I'd climb inside, hold your bones, and slowly die. I'm just like, I get it. You love her and you want to die. I love that line. I, <laughs> I love that line! <laughs> oh my god, I rolled my eyes so hard I, at it. I this, love... Circuits fail, the cosmic strings like rubber bands. I lose control. They snap. I fall through mist to mud. Actually, that's kind of That's fun. him that's talking about that's, the... That's the crash. That's the that's, crash. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's funny that you said you were like, what the fuck? Because I... So, I would play this a lot driving in the car with my dad because obviously I was super into this. And he would always remark, he would be like, it's so clear that Queen is an influence. Oh my this. god, that was one of my other notes. I was like, this is generic Queen. Yes, exactly. And I <laughs> Generic mean, like, angsty Queen. Obviously, they have written a rock opera. And I would say, compared to that, this felt to me, it feels so straightforward. Where, like, mm. I'm literally just telling you, like, the plot. Whereas when you listen to theirs... What the fuck? You know, you're just having yeah. a good time. You maybe that was necessarily. What, maybe that was what was actually go- like. Maybe that was the feeling underneath my reaction. Mm-hmm. Like that was why I read into it this whole like ghost narrative and thing because I I was almost like it can't be that simple. Yeah, like oh, he no, can't it's... have literally crashed before the birth of Christ. Yeah. I thought that was a metaphor for something. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was trying to put on. Oh, that's an interesting way to it's think about it. It's weird how there's so much imagery in it, and yet it's also it's so literal. literal. Oh, there's wow. almost no subtext <laughs> at all. Yeah, um, and I was thinking that it was all subtext. No, no. He's just telling you what's happening. Damn. In the most, but I will say I love. I listening to this remembered how much I loved this song because I love lyrical density. I love, I just, yes, I'm a writer. I love to hear words and just be listening to them all the time. And that's it. The chorus on this is a loser. It's a loser? I don't, I don't particularly care for the chorus. And I like, you know, for them, the whole thing, their charm is that they're beautiful. swarming. You died in 1989. I actually like your... Version of it? Version of it better. That is not how it goes. That's the Bowling for Soup version. (laughs) That is the Bowling for Soup version. I fucking loved Bowling for Soup growing up. Okay, so, well, then you gotta get off my dick a little bit here. (laughs) I literally start off this whole fucking thing by singing about Such a sensitive girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was just thinking as I was walking here about how overly sensitive I am. Girl, never mind. That's not an interesting. Story. <laughs> I just, I was just, oh, like the chorus sucks. The verses, I think, are are solid enough. Um, but I don't know. It just felt it was so weird because I, I felt the glow of how much I used to love this, but combined with the perspective you have now. Yes, which is like, oh, I don't want to listen. Like I didn't listen to it twice only the once mm. but i also as soon as i heard the opening notes it was like We're it's back. like etched into my bones like yeah. i knew it yeah. so well it was yeah. kind of crazy i believe that i think the bridge is the best part i carve your sweet name i thought the end was the best part because then it was over <laughs> <laughs> This is my episode to just be an asshole. Listen. Which I feel like I'm not often this negative about something. I actually feel really uncomfortable right now. I, I have this, like, s- extreme urge to, be, to like... You're so positive about it. I'm actually loving this side of it. It's like, I love DC comics, especially the Justice League, which I've been reading a lot right now. And For a second, I thought you meant stand-up comedians from DC. No. <laughs> But I always, I like, don't like Superman because mm. he's like Mr. So positive. positive good guy. But I do like him when Shazam is around because Shazam is the only other hero who makes him feel inferior. So he's like a pouty little bitch and like sort of mean. And that's how I feel about you right this now. This is not the first time that you've used the Superman DC analogy to explain why my positivity bugs you. <laughs> It's like, I love you when you are Peggy Superman. I'm Petty Superman right now. Okay, I'll be Petty Superman. And this song is Shazam. This song wishes it was Shazam, but 
Anyway. Okay, should we go oh, on to the second song? Before we oh, do, okay. I will say my last thing. My favorite line, I think for all of these songs, I picked out a favorite line. Okay. The world is strange. The stinking earth and giant trees through heavy air a demon shrieks. What have I done? What hell is waiting for me? That's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> I think it's, I love, like I said, I love high drama, and to me, that line just feels like I could imagine myself at a, at a windowsill in a, in a long robe, shrieking that, uh, really dramatically. For a second, I was like, oh, maybe it would be fun if I picked my least favorite line from each song. I would also, I would love to hear that. It might be tough, because <laughs> I hate so much of it. Yes. But let's see here. I, I really dislike this section. This is a good one that just kind of hits on the head. The melodrama just misses the mark for me, and it's just, like, not interesting. Like petals pressed in sheets, making love to moonlight in our sleep. It just sounds like a middle school fucking poet. No offense to me and you and everyone else who wrote, writes poetry in middle school, but, like... No, that's definitely a very are they 12 juvenile line like so that was my that was my i'll say my least favorite line from from broken rise this song and with that we move on to the track. second track aka the best track on this whole ep the only song i will still occasionally once every couple months listen to save our city this is ding ding this is when the fight begins because i i ride for this song I was getting fucking angry when I was listening to this song. I was like, get your sound out of your nose. Sing, please. Don't whine at me. Don't whine at me, sir. Listen. Um, Andrew clearly was not a trained singer. I think they... Yeah, he's generic Jonathan Groff without the technique. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's not. I feel so bad. I'm <laughs> shitting on your childhood. This is a good, good, this is a good show. God damn it. Okay, those opening guitar riffs slap, baby. Let's play it. Oh, God. Mr. Mayor. Okay, the opening guitar yeah. is You're like, is okay, we're in for a little bit of a... Very queen. Yes, like, I see that connection. Queen. Especially, like, Mr. Mayor. Yeah. Like, that kind of, like, characters thing. That that was the first time that I was like, okay, rock opera. That's true. Because they he does do, and this is throughout all of their work, he does, at some point like in the song, always put on a voice. Oh, <laughs> I, like, I don't mind that. I mean, sometimes it's okay. Other times it's... Apologies if there's any music playing over our talking, I just need to listen to some of these to jog my memory. Listen, guys, the podcast is young, okay? Yeah. Cut us some slack, God. Yeah, growing pains. God damn. Off. God damn it. Jeez, Deb. Who's Deb? Oh, no. Hate her. Fuck Deb. Just kidding. Love you, Deb. Love Deb. So, this okay, song, if you... I can explain the plot of this song, too. So yes, this, I love that. So, the... The time machine of the fella in the first song. Mm-hmm. Uh, him going backward in time has repercussions that mm. echo throughout time. Which is, okay. Right. Which, standard, I think, in yeah. sci-fi. Yes. Um, and any time travel. Yeah. Whatever. You gotta have yeah, yeah. So, in our present day, it has destroyed... So, he's still in dinosaur times mm-hmm. before Christ, living his worst life. Okay. And in our time, all hell's broken loose. There are literal zombies. Mm. There's a dragon, which I always thought was a metaphor, but after doing research for this, is a literal... Just literally a dragon. Literally a dragon. Yeah, sure. Um, there's, like... It's very biblical. And I, I was mm-hmm. looking at the genius lyrics, and in throughout this, they throw a lot of little biblical uh, imagery in there. Sure. But there are... I think there's bloody rivers... I don't know if I would call it imagery. Little boy, I'm just a man, a mere civil servant against this tyrant, God. <laughs> I've allied with our king, salvation he brings. Yeah, that's uh, those are the next lyrics. I <laughs> confirm that. Listen, I you could feed me any line from the song, and I know what goes it. after it. Yeah, I believe that. I will say, uh, he does. There are a couple instances of falsetto in this. 
bad. Across the room, beyond the pain, the whole world is churning, bleeding and burning. Through the rapture of this world. <laughs> yeah, that's bad too. And Sorry. I do love the dialogue between the mayor and the kid. Oh, so a kid okay. goes to the mayor and is like, hey, Mr. Mayor, all this shit's fucked up. And the mayor's like, uh, sorry kid, I don't know, blows his brains out. What? Yes! I missed that. With the oh. blast like the sun, his lips Oh yeah, lips through the are... mayor's ruined head. Yeah. Shit. So he blows his brains out in front of this little kid. Um, I will say, I know I just insulted Andrew's, technique. uh, technique, especially his balsago. One of my, one line I do really like. Not my favorite line. Okay. A line I do really like is, Oh, I'm just a man. My time has come. Long live King Simeus. May he deliver us from this nightmare. You see, Jorgy and I would sing this song a lot, and that's just a great line for singing. Is it a particularly well-written line? I don't think so. The falsetto is bad, but I love to sing it. So I love to hear it. You know, I loved just hearing you sing it just now. Thank you. Voice like an angel, everybody, I know. And I really did love hearing you sing it, because I was like, oh, that's, I don't know. I have a good time with it. I, do, I think this, I, okay. okay, clearly the music aspect of it is not great, and his voice is, he tries. He really does try, but... Did you get any joy from this song at all? It's vivid. It's It built a whole world. I mean, I feel like... I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, what I just kept thinking and what popped into my head again when you were talking about that line that you really loved was just that, like, I can think of so many... This doesn't feel like the right phrase, but it's the only one I can come up with. Mm -hmm. I can just come up with so many better versions of this that I could listen to. Yeah. Like, other musicals. I, I couldn't get past the things I didn't like about it. Right. And I also felt that it wasn't reaching me. The impact of the music wasn't getting to me. And maybe that's because... It was just washing over you, and you were sort of just, like, there, living in it, yeah. stewing in it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'll keep thinking about that thought and try to, like, clarify it more. Because I'll say, this band, for me, I think a reason I really like them, and one of my favorite bands now as an adult is the Decembrists, and mm. I always feel like they are sort of a grown adult's version of a Ludo. Like, if Ludo actually had technical prowess, um, good music, could play instruments well. Clever lyrics. Clever lyrics, yeah. But as a kid and now, I, listen, I love a good regular love song or party song or breakup song, whatever. But to me, that's what I would consider just all music was. And... I like to be told stories. So I really love Ludo's work, and especially because it's a musical version of a story. Like, something amazing about the Decemberists, just because you brought them up, yeah. is that I feel like even when I don't understand anything from Crane Wife, anything from Crane Oh, Wife, yeah, yeah. Anything from Crane Wife. A great album. What the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. I don't know. But I get, I feel it. Yeah. I feel it. I feel it intuitively. I mean, they do and a great job of, of illustrating melancholy, I think. That's In a really way, I beautiful think phrase. this wants to, mm. but doesn't, I will say, what I consider the best line, what Jordy considers the best line, in fact, for her birthday once, I made an illustrated poster for her of these lyrics. Uh, there's a time to pray, and there's a time to fight. Anything can be a weapon. Which I think is the most fun I had listening to this whole thing. Is just hearing that one line again. That's sweet. Um, it reminds yeah, it just, I was like, that's, if I had to sum up everything I loved about Ludo and what it means to me and what it means to me and Jordy and just that whole period, 
was that one. I don't know what my least favorite lyric in this song is. I feel like I wasn't as upset with the lyrics. I was more, I was really upset by the like, the very, very nasally chorus. Save our city, keep our souls, Lord, through the rapture of this world. Yeah, he is all the way inside his own notes. Yes, indeed. I will say, something I never noticed was in the second bridge during that time, if you if you really listen past the lyrics and underneath, there's sort of like an evil there's like an evil chorus, also. And I thought, oh, never noticed that. That's fun. That's cool. You know? Yeah. You listen to this song a lot. I listen to this song cool a lot. And truly new. never noticed that. This song breaks the drama. I'll agree. I I do like that in joke. Bow 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 bow. That's it. it. Lets you know. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Good. The first four bars. <laughs> Good. The first damn. Should we move on to song number three? Song number three, confusingly titled, Part Two. Yes. Which is interesting. Part one, then the second song is the only one that doesn't have a part. Because it's which outside. I, that's what I was going to say. Which I, which I mm-hmm. actually appreciate them doing. I understand now. I understand why they would do such a thing. I will say, off top, part three was always my... Part two. Yes, yeah, sorry. Part two, song three. Uh-huh. always was my least favorite because I thought tonally it was out of sync with mm. the whole thing and until I listened to it again for this podcast I didn't know what the fuck this song was about or what he was talking about and it honestly angered me <laughs> so wow <laughs> wait I'm, let me play a little bit of it please okay I think that I think this was one of my favorites okay. off the thing. Wow. I liked it. I was more, it was like, I felt more um, in the scope of what they could achieve as a band. Yeah. I will say there, I almost, no, I mean, you, I cannot put you through it. I almost want you to listen to some of their other songs because they have good work. Are you talking to the audience right now? I am talking to you and the audience. Okay. Mostly to you. <laughs> They do have good work, and I, th- okay. I think you're right. Now that I know what the song is about, I mean, I do think the lyrics are mostly trash, but mm-hmm. the beat is fire. Yes. And I think the, if you put a better song over this, mm-hmm. it would really be fun. fucking bad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a fun little thing. Yeah. I mean, his voice, I feel like, is extra annoying in the song. Yeah. I will say what the song is actually about yes, is... Yes, I want to know. Okay. So when he's like, I'm going to throw this rock down... I never knew what that meant. What apparently that refers to is that he, so while in part one, he's running and hiding from these dinosaurs. At some point, there's some big rock outside of a cave. I think it's like a Jesus thing where you you roll the rock in front. And he's hiding out behind there. So he's going to throw that rock down in order to run back to his time machine and go. I'm seeing that on Genius right now. Yes. And when he says even big, bad, bad boys get scared at night, keeps them safe, he's referring to the dinosaurs. So he just had to wait till dark because dinosaurs, despite being dinosaurs. big, first of all, big, bad, bad boys, I that's ha- lazy. I hate it. That's lazy. That's, it, as mag as you were listening to this whole thing, hearing that one line fills me. <laughs> I'm, I'm pure fuming. They say that over there. Um, they do! That's the truth! I don't know about it. I thought that this song was to the ghost lady. Right. Like, (laughs) I'm gonna go out fired up, honey. Like, gonna turn back time. I don't know, I didn't have, like, that concrete of an idea what this was about. Right. Like, I didn't think to myself, oh, ghost sex? But that's that's the closest narrative that's that I could the vibe. It was like, let's do this bout chicka wow wow style. Hey, apparently Kesha has had very good sex with a ghost, so listen. I can't speak to that. <laughs> I cannot speak to that. Guess it's a whole other episode. So 
interesting to hear. I have no favorite lines from this song because I don't like the song except for the riff, which is really cool. Yeah, the riff is fun. So it's fun. It's a fun one. It's a it's a fun one. Yeah, though out of place. Right, which again is I'm kind of like I'm. I feel like they they listen to a lot of rock operas and like wrote down all the things other people do in rock operas, where it's like. You have a fun song. Yeah. You have this. You have, and they kind of like did it, but it didn't come from anything meaningful. Yeah. I, I mean, guess to me, they are the epitome of if your your brother's friend's band made it. It's just like okay. he's just some guy you know. They make music in their garage, and wait, somehow they actually have records and are on tour. Wow. Um, that resonates. Yeah. So next we come to part three, The Lamb and the Dragon. Which I was excited when I saw the name of the song. Yeah. I was just like, ooh. The Sacrificial know? Lamb. But it's that's literally a dragon. It's literally a dragon. So that's disappointing to me. It is disappointing, I think. And, and now I understand. I see the beginning of this song. as coursers they came, all the scratching and screaming, I barely escaped. He's escaping to the machine. Yes. The raptors are real. <laughs> yes, there are literal raptors. raptors. He's trying to run to his fucking time machine right now. I will okay, say... Okay, so like, all, this whole song I interpreted as so metaphorical. And Damn. no, it's literal. That's the thing, there's no subtext in these at all. He's telling you word for word what is happening. Which, as a kid, I loved. I was like, mm-hmm. literally, read me a, a, a story. Yeah. yeah, Like, that's all I want. Um, I rarely listen to this one. Like, even when I was into it, never really listened to it because... It's pretty intense. It's long. It's the longest it's really song. Long. It's like yeah. eight minutes. Yeah. I got really annoyed at this one. I got so... It, you get bored. It drags. And the heavy metal intro... Like, just the... Yeah, this, I think I wrote, like, generic metal, hair yeah. band, metal band. Like, when this would come up on the shuffle, it was an immediate, like, next for me. Sorry. But I do like that there's a, there's a, a sort of a, after they have that little metal breakdown, there's like a, a cool sort of old westy but still poppy sort of bit that that pops in. Totally. And I'm like, oh yeah, I sort of forgot about this. I like that part. Okay, so that's something that I got really excited about because I love folk music. Right. I love folk music. And again, like, folk music is something I'm not, that I come to this not on a high horse. Folk music is, like, super weird. Some of it really is hokey, very bad. Corny. Yeah. It's also, like, a very... It, there's a lot of images that are all very literal yeah. in folk music also. So I liked that. I also yeah. liked the, like, harmonies in this one. Yeah. I thought were really fun. Cut, they say he's the chosen one. He leads our men from Babylon, the rebellion's worldly son. Against the tyrant, we have joined with him as soldiers. He tells me this while he shakes a bit. He's staring at his gun. Actually, now that I'm remembering it a little bit more, I, I wasn't that angry. This one's this. pretty. I mean, I think a lot of the lyrics are really fun. It's very dramatic, still, but probably like minute five. I got a little just like, is it? I think this is the one where I checked to make sure it was the same song. Right. Because this doesn't need to be eight minutes. No. There's really no doesn't. need for it to be that long. Yeah. I mean, they're they're telling a lot of story in this. I didn't even try to understand this one. Because by this point, I was like, I'm clearly not getting this story. Mm-hmm. You know, I could tell that I was not getting it. So the story for this part, and I had to write it down because I was like, I'm going to forget everything that's involved. Um, okay. So he goes, so he, after he runs from the dry, the dinosaurs, gets into his machine, he goes too far in the future. So... Uh. 
it's so from Save Our City, we're now even further, further in, in the, the future, future than that. Yeah. Yes. And oh god, here we go. Okay, the city's fucked up. Dragon is burning everybody up, and so he realizes. You know, he sees all this destruction, and he's like, I did this. I'm selfish. I wanted to get my dead wife back. Mm. And I've caused all this destruction. So, and before I tell the whole thing, let me tell you how, as a youth, how I thought this was going to end. Yeah, and then I how I this. figured out actually what the end is. Um, so, I thought that he opens up his time, he like t- makes his time machine into more of a portal. Because I don't think, you know, I was like, the dinosaur get in it but he opens it up and i always thought that he puts the pushes the dragon in it yeah uh, to send him back to the past mm. where he just was and it destroys the machine and so he's that's how he puts an end to it okay what apparently actually happens is he does open up a portal to dinosaur towns where he just was sure but pterodactyls fly out of the portal oh and a bunch of dinosaurs kill the dragon so now the dragon's dead, but it's Jurassic World. Yeah, and then but then the machine is also destroyed. So that's why I'm like, uh, you made it worse. Like you killed the dragon, but now there are a bunch. There of are a bunch of fucking dinosaurs, dinosaurs around. around, and they don't. And know there's more than one, so they can multiply. There's more than one. I personally think my thoughts as a fucking fifteen year old were better. Okay, here's the thing that like consistently through this podcast, I have been. 500 times more interested in your interpretation <laughs> of this rock opera than the rock opera itself. Does yeah. that make sense? I, listen, like, I really wish I they would have consulted me with writing this because yeah, I think this could actually You would have really good. punched it up, man. <laughs> no, seriously. I, it, it, yeah. I think, like, a lot of the themes you're pointing to, I don't think you're pulling them out of nowhere. Like, I think they are there. Right. But... They just, it's, it's so frustrating. They just dr- keep dropping the ball on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they're coming close to all these really interesting discussions about accountability, about selfishness, about love, about yeah. the past, about fucking, or even not that deep, like, time machines, portal, I don't know. But they just, what do they do They don't go that? all the way. They don't, like, mm-hmm. get, di- I mean. They don't dig in. This whole thing feels like a first draft. Yeah. You know, just to get the ideas on paper so right. you know what you're working towards, and that's, oh, and sorry, the, the end of that, so. Okay. Okay, the machine so the, blows up. right, pterodactyls are here, or raptors or whatever. But they sort of ignore, the, after the dragon is killed, they They're sort like, of. They're like, oh, haha. Ignore yeah, the part yeah. where now there were dinosaurs. Right, they don't have to deal with the dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of angels come down. And Again, thought that was a metaphor. Nope, literal. Okay. Seeing this, the sacrifice he's made, they're like, you saved the day, except you still look sad, so what's up? And he's like, yeah, I did all this so I could see my wife again, and things got a million times worse, and also I have not seen my wife. And they go, okay, bet. And they send him back to that morning in May in 1989. As, as a reward for... Okay, but, like, that's fucked up. Because what? He just has no consequences? That's the thing! Didn't there he... are no consequences. Oh. It's And well, now, also... Again, a, that could be kind of interesting. In an adult context, me thinking about this, I'm like, wow, this really was written by a privileged white man, and, like, this is the epitome of... He is selfish, Wrecks not only his life, but everybody else's the life. The fucking world. Yeah. Manages to, at the 11th hour, scrape it together, and then is fully rewarded for that. Like, he actually saved the day and didn't cause it in the first place. Yeah. And uh, I didn't even think about that as a kid, and now is like, so wow. annoying to me. That's an interesting perspective on it. Yeah. Like, I actually feel like Andrew, I always thought he was super cool and we'd really get on, and I feel like I don't think we would. I yeah. Don't think we would be friends. Never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes. Or revisit their work in a in a context <laughs> in a really where you will think critically about it. <laughs> Darn. So that's what this song is about. How I, do you feel about it, knowing that now? Um. Listen, I love good story song. I listen to fucking you know, boy named Sue for fun. Okay, that's a great song. Okay, that's a great song. Yes. But it's 
if you actually like think about it, it's not a great song. It's the same exact. Oh, it's almost the same exact track as um, Folsom Prison Blues. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Hear the train to come in. And what, what song are we talking about? Boy Named Sue. Boy Named Sue. And, like, I, 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 what the fuck am I talking about here? <laughs> oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I got it. We're back. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Similar to this, it's clearly not real. Yeah. Like, Johnny Cash didn't have a son and name him Sue. No. No. Like, simply. That, or, no. and Johnny Cash's name is not Sue. Like, yeah. That did not happen. It, it's it's just a joke song, right. and yet it's so fun. It's it is good. It works. Like I feel, and maybe it's because my favorite version of it is a live version. But like I feel that Johnny Cash's energy. Right. right, it makes a difference. This I just uh, I would like, be interested. They at either of the two shows I went to, they never played any of these live, mm. so I don't really know. What that would be what like. What that would be like. But I do think you're, I think live, this might, I, I think it might know. be better. Maybe not, maybe not. Excuse me. I guess, like I said, I was really excited when I saw the title of this song. Yeah. You know, we love fantasy, love. science fiction and fantasy. I don't know if we've mentioned it before, probably have. Along with Jordy, hi Jordy, hey Jordy, text us. Please. Our senior year, we were the co-presidents of the Science Fiction and Fantasy Club. True. A club we belonged to all four years. True. Um, so we're in deep. We're in deep, and we're proud. Oh, I'm very proud. I am out here. We were nerd chic before it was chic to be nerd chic. That's right. Okay. All you folks out here thinking you're inventing Scream it. Scream at them. Yeah. Scream at them. Everybody who's like, oh, I heard that Michael B. Jordan loves anime, so now I love anime, anime too. Ah. No, 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 no. You weren't in the trenches with us. Um, anyway. Yeah. I just was more excited about the concept of this song than the actual right. song itself, I guess. I mean, I will say this is the most interesting song musically. I think there's... <laughs> Of these, I think this one um, is. I, what the about most the one? I like the one before. I think that's the best, as in like that riff. I feel like I could keep listening to, mm. but in terms of things at work, things things you want to hear in a in a rock opera, changing melodies and blah blah blah. blah. Oh, sorry, changing melodies, or whatever. That I think is really hitting heavy, and there's a little melody reprise during the bridge. Yes. I don't know if you noticed I, that. I, I, I did pick up on that. I love a reprise. Yeah, a reprise is fun. I'm big into those. It and was very musical theater-y, yeah. like theatrical throughout, yeah, which I love. And if I could give you my favorite line. Yes, I would love to hear your favorite line. Very dramatic. <clears throat> you cowards and your wrathful god will see what power means. When the dragon comes, his will be done. In the fires, you'll be clean. I like that line. That's a good line, I think. But it would be so much better if it was a metaphor and yes, not and actually literally in the dragon's fires it will be clean. Yeah. Which is yeah. And Damn. If, if the dragon was a metaphor for his own hubris, maybe that would be fun. Right. But... That's what I totally thought it was. But it's not. Oh yeah. And the lamb was like the innocence of his initial desire. Nope, because somehow, even though this is literally all his fault, he gets to be the lamb, which yeah. I mean, yeah, no, that's that's frustrating as hell. Whatever. I feel like because the problem with this is, I feel like he thinks he's like Philip K. Dick. Or something. Oh my god, like, you're so right. Truly thinks he is writing a masterpiece. Yes, that's... and it's you can you can feel in it how smart he thinks he is, and it's wow. just not. This is uh, no wonder I loved this as a child. This is the sort of thing a child would. You're not giving yourself enough credit. You're not giving kids, teens everywhere. Yeah, I was also credit. listening to the roots, guys, so Yeah. Unless you had it going on. But this was a place where I could put all the weirdness, all the yeah. sci-fi fantasy yeah. weirdness, and like it was also music and it was loud. You know? Yeah, totally. Sometimes that's half the battle. And it was different too. Like, you know. This didn't mean I just 
had spent so many years listening to the Z100, and I was like, yeah, this is not that. And in that alone, it was so great. So. Oh, wow. Okay, so. Any then, more thoughts on um, The Lamb and the Dragon? No. I don't even have a least favorite line. So we should move on to the last song, the fifth song. Okay, this song, I was like... Oh my gosh, this is so similar to Black Parade. Such oh, a man. knockoff of Black Parade. When I was a boy, my mother took me into the city to see a marching band. Like, I'm not above loving bad music. Green Day is not good music, no. but I love it. But it's, and it's, but it's a lot of fun. I couldn't love this. No. I couldn't love Pluto. Sorry. That's okay. I would never listen to this one would come up because I, Drogi and I, both thought it was so sad that we would like tear up whenever we heard him. We were like, no, 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 don't need to be sad. That's okay. <laughs> so in this final part, what happens is he wakes up in bed after talking to the angels. He wakes up in bed next to his wife on the day of her fatal car crash. And he's just, like, overwhelmed with the fact that, oh, my God, I'm here, she's here, this is all I've, I've wanted, and here I am, it's happening. And then she's getting up and going, and he's like, oh, shit, it's all going to happen all over again. She's going to die. Wait, what did he think was going to happen? And so what he does is he runs out, and he gets in the car with her before she leaves so they can die together. Why didn't he just say, hey, don't get in the car? That has been my question last uh, eight years. Nine years? I thought it was really beautiful. I'm, I love a macabre romance, yeah. like a gothic romance where it's all yeah. about death and love, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. So like that really, I did not see a problem with that as a, as a youngster. Well, I thought if it had been established that you cannot change these events, then it would have made sense. Yes. But they, they don't. There's no... He lets pterodactyls into the future. Like, yeah. I, you know what? I, there's, so, like, the like fact that he's said, just like, oh, I'll just give up and die. Like, yeah. Yeah. When you have a time travel story, um, asserting the rules are the most important thing to do because yeah. if there are no rules, there's no stakes. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot suspend my disbelief if you're not telling me the constraints. Ways. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. And, you know, again, by this point, I had kind of, I had let go Checked of the out. story. Yeah, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Fully just like bye bye. <laughs> just trying to get to the end. I listened to the whole thing though. I really did. I did not skip anything. I'm proud of you because I would not have been mad if you did. Like I know you already didn't like them, and especially now, I feel like gr grown a little bit. This, there was nothing here for you. There was not too much here for me. <laughs> Although I can say it was... Because I know of Ludo... Like, I knew of Ludo in high school. You were really into them when we met and when we were, like, becoming really good friends. Yeah. And I, like, listened to them. But I, like, listened to one song once and then just heard it whenever it was on between you and Jordy. Yeah. And it was really a cool experience for me to, like, experience something that you experienced a lot. I just said the word experience about a million times. That's right. But I think you knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Listen, much like Ludo, very clear, to the point. <laughs> I will say for this bad, one... Bad, bad, <laughs> big, bad. Big, bad, bad voice. Can I just... I hate to go back to it, but truly, even as a youth, I was like... When he's like, even big, bad, bad boys get scared. I just thought, what is that? What is a big, bad, bad boy? Sorry. I'm very riled up right now. Waving your arms I just started swagging. I had him waving my arms. You look like James Dean right now. I don't know what to do. I do not feel like James Dean, but I'll take it. 
I did say, I got a little deep into this song, thinking about it, listening to it, and I did appreciate how gentle his voice is, because it's the first time he's not so, he's not doing a bad falsetto, or just like, shout singing, or... He was still pretty nasal. He was definitely pretty, I, that, I have heard him speak, and his speaking voice is pretty nasal. Damn, honey. I you gotta take say, care of your instrument. I know. It's, and I did say, I like the way that the chorus crescendos. Like, each time you hear it, it's a little it's a little louder, which is a, a device I'm a fan of in music. Like, I love... Yeah, there's I a Frank Turner song that does that that I love. Gosh, I haven't thought about Frank Turner in a while. <laughs> Frank Turner is cool, though. That's gonna come up, too. Uh-huh. Um, stay tuned! Another thing I appreciate about the song is the fact that Obviously, now you know it ends with him dying. Right. And I think the song ends, it sounds really unfinished. And it doesn't. Mm. It sort of just, like, peters out. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay. I actually like that. Yeah. So those are things I appreciate about the song. I think there's not, for me, not much to talk about. I don't even have a favorite line, I think, because it's so short. And Yeah, it was pretty short. There's also not much to it. He's just like, He's just like hey, I love are. you. Yeah. Great to see you again. It was nice. Yeah. I couldn't get past the Black Parade thing. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that opening where he's like, your socks on the wood floor. It's like, okay, yep. buddy. Yup. Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah. The moment that He kind of sounds like he's trying to hide an orgasm while he's singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, that's just... <laughs> of my thoughts on morning and night. I mean, my, again, my biggest takeaway was knock off Black Parade. <laughs> so, you know, and not yeah. that interesting to keep saying that over and over again. I just, like I said, the best thing for me about this experience was listening to something, engaging with some content that was really important to you. Yeah. And that made sense uh, even though I didn't like it then I don't like it now <laughs> like yep. we made that abundantly clear I understand how one could make a connection to this right I, I understand it I, I really do I'm sure that we'll find things that I've connected with that that you'll be like what the fuck <laughs> I guess I just want to say I appreciate you for like sharing this oh my God. with me and like making me go back to Ludo yeah, I mean, you know? it's, it's funny because, you know, in thinking about things to share, this one popped up almost immediately because mm-hmm. even though I don't listen to it anymore, I have not taken it off my iPod because I don't have the heart to do it. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. You know, I sort of like it being there just in case I ever get into a mood again. Now I feel like maybe I could safely take it off because mm-hmm. with the exception of Save Our Sammy which slaps, and I will never hear another word against it. Um, See, No, don't rock to it. No, I'm making fun of it. Nope, I'm (laughs) rocking to it, baby. That's my jam, girl. Yeah, I don't think I need to listen to this again. I have taken, I used to be deep into them, and I took a lot of those off because I thought, there's there's a Lugo subsection in there in case I'm ever having a weird day, and I just or a nostalgic to, day. Yeah, and I just need to remember what I liked about the year 2008. <laughs> I'll put that on, and I go, oh, yeah, my hair was long and growing. <laughs> I didn't have a lot of responsibilities. I had Obama a Obama had just won. Obama had just won. I had a scarf to match every outfit. I mean. They were simple warlock scarves, guys. And the same hairstyle every day. Not important. (laughs) I do have some facts about this. Wait, before we go into facts, I want to do one last wrap-up thing. Please. Okay, so I think it's abundantly clear that for me... A no-go. I would say... I I won't give it a zero. I would say two out of ten. (laughs) Shit, yeah. Two out of ten. Would not recommend. Yeah. I have two questions for you. I'm not even going to ask you to rate it, because I feel like that's too much. I will rate it. Okay, rate it. I will give it a 5 out of 10. That's less than I thought you were going to give it. 
I don't know how much I'm allowed. I'm not. That's not my nostalgic vote. Okay, okay. I would say my real vote, listening to it now as an adult, five out of ten. What's like, like, like all things considered, your your perspective now and your perspective of then, like all as one. I would bump it up to a seven because even though I love this EP, I thought their other songs were. Okay, now two questions. Yeah. One, would you recommend this to a friend? <sighs> no. A speci- I, you know what? There's a specific type of person, and I can't really sort of vocalize mm. what this person is like, but there's a certain type of person that maybe I would say, hey, dip into this and see if it tickles your fancy. But no. Okay, question number two. Yeah. Would you recommend this to a kid? Your kid, someone else's kid, you know, Justin's kid maybe, a teen-ish kid. I would recommend, I think this is great music for awkward children. Someone who's trying to, kind of like what you were saying before, someone who's like deciding that they don't want to just listen to, you know, the top 40 anymore. Yeah, because it's And are looking for something else. Yeah, it's adventure, it's stories, it's... On the border, I think, between comedy and music. Um, and I'm using comedy loosely. Yeah, I feel like you're, I was about to say, I feel like you're really, you know, giving this, giving them a lot of the benefit it's of like, the doubt it's here. It's not a Lonely Island type deal. No. It's, you know, not so much haha funny as in you're like, oh, that's funny. And so, yeah, I think the sweet spot for this is very much like ages. 12 to 16. And what would you say the sweet life for this is? Zach and Cody. Oh, gotcha. Copy that, copy that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, hit us with the facts, kid. Alright, so... Why don't you do the facts at the beginning? I don't know. I like facts at the end. Okay, fine. So, this was released in 2005 and re-released in 2009. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. For a reason I cannot discern. Doesn't seem to be remastered. Maybe they're just like, okay, maybe people will like it more now? I don't know. Ludo, they're from St. Louis, operational from 2003 to 2012. Oh, wow, they're done. Yeah, and I definitely think it was issues within the band and not just like a we're done, Mm -hmm. like a a cordial we're done, because they were like, new music soon, guys, because I like them on Facebook, so I get the updates. uh, Back when Facebook was cool. Back when Facebook was cool. Andrew had a daughter, so they weren't making Mm -hmm. music for a little bit. And then they were like, new music soon, and then I never heard from them ever again. And so I think something, and he tried to start another music project, Andrew. And if you can imagine, even more, ins- even more insufferable than the stuff Lugo was producing. There have been two stage adaptations of this rock opera. One was in New Chicago in 2006. Okay. And another was at, in 2013... At NYC Ant Fest. Oh, is, I know Ant Fest. You do? Yeah. Well, they did one. And then oh, also. That's cool. Ant Fest is, is really cool. I've never been. And there was another. Um, I think they took the Ant Fest adaptation and did it again in 2016 for some other theater that's fest cool. in the city. Cool. So I feel like this would be. I would go see this staged for sure. I would see this staged. I bet. I'd get drunk and see the stage. You know what this. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, I feel like that. I am a director in my heart (laughs) and in your life in a sense (laughs) and um, I when I was in in college I directed a musical called You're in Town amazing musical true and it kind of felt similar like You're in Town is a it really walks the line between social commentary and absolute farce in a really brilliant way I think it's a brilliant show it's great and that kind of spirit and energy that's what I felt that's the thing I like most about this I think Mm -hmm. is like and and all to say this is my point all to say that I am really interested in the stage adaptation of this but I think it would really have to be rewritten because the lyrics are so weak there's so much promise in it I think even the the conceit is great uh, but he needs to learn from his mistakes oh god I hope Ludo never listens to this podcast I feel so bad. Listen, so mean if to them. Does, first of all, I paid to see y'all twice, and I bought a t-shirt both times. So, you're welcome, Bisha. You're welcome. The second shirt I loved, but I did ruin trying to cut it into a crop top. Oh. 
youthful folly, huh? Wait, you didn't tell the story about how you you, you grabbed the sleeve of the guy's shirt. Oh, that was Matt. Oh, Kim. that was Matt and Kim. Oh, right, 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 right. That wasn't Ludo. That is a good story. But maybe you'll hear one day if you keep listening. Come to our meet and meet up. That's right. Our meet up in Union Square. <laughs> Just it's us. tomorrow. Get there. Six forty-five a.m. We'll be there with bells on. We'll be there from six forty-five to six forty-seven, covered in bells. Yeah. So just show up, listen for the rings. You know, we'll probably be there for a minute or two, like I said. That's right. And then uh, that's it. We'll sign a couple autographs. Sell some uh, some of our used underwear. Merch, yeah. as we call it. <laughs> Merch. In Never the biz. heard of it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess that's about it. Is the... that all the facts? Yeah. Wow, we gotta start figuring out how to end these better, huh? Yeah, we really just peter out, don't we? Yeah, we sort of just. All right. Well, this has been another fantastic yeah. episode of. Oh my god! I almost said "Wing Your Week." Wing Your <laughs> That's a Nickelodeon YouTube show. <laughs> This has been another fantastic episode of Welcome to My World. Sure has. I'm Ada. I'm Nia. And that's the end. (laughs) So, goodbye.